Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Our artistic programs are about creating performances by, for, with children and young people. It's about empowering them to be cultural creators, to help them develop the skills to make their voices heard and create opportunities. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 284 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Robert Cronk. Robert Cronk is the creative director and CEO of Flipside Circus and is a co-founder and director of DBase, which was winner of a Gold Matilda Award in 2018. He was Director of Programming and Director of Operations at Metro Arts until 2008. He has worked extensively as a dramaturg, writer, director and producer for companies including Le Bois, Brisbane Festival, Queensland Theatre, Hothouse Theatre and the Queensland Performing Arts Centre. He's an award-winning writer with a whole bunch of credits and awards over the years and really just an amazing bunch of collaborations too. And his directing credits include the remount tour of Chasing the Lolly Man for D-Base and Statham and the Dogs in the Schoolyard for Flipside Circus. He studied drama at Queensland University of Technology, graduating with a Bachelor of Arts, and he's taught at QUT, the University of Southern Queensland, and Central Queensland University and run workshops and masterclasses for students, teachers and artists all around Australia. Robert, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. A lot forward to, to learning more about the support you've given to arts-based organisations. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Please share a bit about your background and what was it that led to your passion in running and supporting arts organisations intent on creating broad community impact? Yeah, absolutely. I think all arts organisations are, or at least should be, intent on, on, on creating that community impact. My personal practice, my writing and directing practice has always been about trying to affect change in society. I love theatre and I, I love performance. And it's a great way to do this because we get to share stories and it brings people together. And I, I love the idea of, of, of creating those environments where you bring a community together to talk about a community story. We get to create communities and support those communities. And we, I suppose, are literally an opportunity to commune, to, to um, bring come together and imagine a better future. Yeah. It's that narrative and storytelling piece which is just so important to ignite the imagination of people and, and get them socialising and out there in the community as well, right? Absolutely. And I think my, my, my whole career I've worked for not-for-profit organisations and not coincidentally but because that goal of actually working to create change rather than working to create profit is the thing I'm passionate about. Absolutely. As CEO at Flipside Circus, can you please tell us a little bit more about the organisation's purpose and the ongoing plans to create impact as a youth arts organisation, because there's some really exciting plans, particularly with the launch of a new Brisbane site uh, in 2022. 
Absolutely. So Flipside Circus, our purpose, the reason we're here is to empower communities through circus. Uh, and we do that in lots and lots of different ways. And they fall under sort of four big categories. One is the training programs that we run. We run a circus school. We have at the moment about 220 students from 18 months to 70 years who come and train, obviously predominantly in that younger demographic yep. 18 months to 25 years everything from trapeze to hula hoops to juggling that circus program almost runs sports club in a lot of ways on top of that circus school we go out and do lots of work in communities right around brisbane we work a lot with schools throughout the southeast and just wherever we possibly can bring circus training into those communities our artistic programs about creating performances by for with children and young people it's about empowering them to be cultural creators to help them develop the skills to make their voices heard and create opportunities where young people can actually create work for themselves and young audiences can see young artists on stage doing extraordinary things and and telling their own stories and be empowered by that. We run quite extensive social circus programs, which are basically about making sure whatever, what we do is accessible by as many young people as possible, regardless of their circumstances. We do a lot of work with, and historically have done lots of work with children of all abilities. We run a regular program explore the possibilities that brings an occupational therapist a circus trainer and young children and their families with all abilities together that's a fantastic program we're currently working out how to make that program more adaptive particularly in response to COVID. The other thing we do a lot of is residencies and touring programs in regional and remote communities. Mm -hmm. And really the more isolated and smaller the community, the better for us. We've got a team who are on their way home from Eramanga, this morning. So Aramanga is about two or three hours west of Charleville. And so they were working for the last couple of days with the school in Aramanga, which has got seven students across seven grades. Before that, they were up working in small communities around between Mount Isa and Charters Towers, working in Richmond and Hewenden and towns like that. And those programs are really about creating space for young people to come in and work with our trainers to do things they didn't think they could do. Yeah. Um, And there's all of the sort of sport and rec outcomes around health, fitness and teamwork. But the thing I get particularly excited about is the the capacity for those programs to help young people tell their own stories and to Mm. to give them a voice in their communities. It's about trying to create connections between us and the communities, but then also helping to grow connections within the communities. People who might live close together, but don't necessarily have a lot to do with each other. If we can help put those people in the same room, that's a really good day for us. Finally, the last thing we do is we support circus arts and circus artists in Queensland. And we're lucky Queensland's extraordinary powerhouse of circus artists. And they're a fantastic, amazing, you know, talented group of artists who tour the world The benefit for us is that we get access to these extraordinary trainers who can come and work with communities. It's really fantastic when you have a professional company in rehearsing a show that's going to tour, not so much internationally at the moment, but um, under normal circumstances. And they're finishing up and packing up as we've got a whole group of young people coming in to learn circus that afternoon. And when they see what the professionals are doing, so the professionals get rejuvenated by our young participants and our young participants get to role model and look at the amazing things they're doing.
There's some really great work there, Robert. As a father of, of two young daughters myself, we were lucky a week or so ago to come and go and visit one of Flipside's shows at Brisbane Festival. And it was just amazing to see these 15 to 20 young people and, you know, what looked like between the ages of, I don't know, six and 15 or so, yeah, delivering the this show. show seven. Yes. And, and my daughters themselves walked away with this sort of wow factor of, oh my gosh, what do these kids just do? But I imagine for them as well, their confidence uh, that they gain in, in being out there performing and attending would be great. But you mentioned COVID just earlier, and I think everybody knows that the arts organisations have been particularly hard hit during this time. So where is it that you see key opportunities moving into the future for arts organisations and how might social enterprise models help sustain them? I think COVID has, if anything, demonstrated the need for what we do and particularly for Flipside, the need to bring people together, the need to imagine a better, a different world. As you say, look, it has been hard for everyone, particularly artists and arts organisations. We've been really lucky that we've been able to keep touring in one form or another mm. for most of the last 18 months. I suppose the opportunities are in that, or I suppose the silver lining of COVID is that that realisation that things don't have to be the way that they are mm. uh, or the way they've always been. I think what artists and social enterprises can bring to that mix is we. We tend to be agile, nimble, adaptable, you know, you know, skills that are really necessary when something like COVID comes along. And the skills that people who help create and help support communities also come very much to the fore, that those people who are running programs for people who are vulnerable, people at risk, or those you know who are just um, doing things not just for a profit motive, what drives them is what I think we need going forward in, the, in a kind of a rebuilding period. Yeah. Completely. And look, you've got experience as a director at a range of organisations, Robert. So what have you observed to be some of those fundamental qualities then of the more successful leaders that you've worked with? I find that really tricky because I, I think I've been inspired by a number of different people who have incredibly different styles. But I suppose the thing that, the thing that they all had in common, they all listened and enabled other people. An interesting combination of being able to lead from the front and from behind. Yes. Um, yeah. To muck in and, and roll, your, roll your sleeves up, but also give people the power to go off and see the job through. And also just always looking to improve things. And again, I think this is where social enterprises are uniquely resilient when something like COVID comes along because we're always thinking outside the box. We're always looking at how we can make a project sustainable, but we're not just looking at how we can make money. We're looking at sustainability and community impact. And we're looking at, for us, it's about also developing young artists and helping them professionalise. So that constant look to improve, not getting set in your ways, I think that's the last one. Yeah. Now, some which of those have you come across that are just creating some really great positive social change, Robert? I think um, because it's the most. Uh, I recently went and saw a company, one of our partner companies, Delaville the Arts, ran a show which was also on at Brisbane Festival called Wilbur the Optical Whale, and that company I've you know admired for some time, and we Flipside supported that show by a couple of our artists worked with the indelibility crew on it. And what I loved about that, that show is that company are an all abilities company. Yep. They 
built that show, which is a really personal story by one of the artists about her experience growing up and being seen as different, built a show for children and young audiences that told that story in a really beautiful, powerful way, built accessibility into the DNA of the show. Mm. It's built for small audiences. Everything from the sound design to the set was built with children on the autism spectrum in mind. The tiny details, like just filling the room with soft toys and putting little curtain alcoves where people can draw if they want to. Mm. Um, It's a beautiful show. And it premiered at the Adelaide Fringe Festival last year. They opened, did incredibly well, got amazing reviews, and of course everything shut about four minutes later. It would have been so easy for that project just to fade away and that team of kept banging away at it and they've done a regional Queensland tour this year. They were in Brisbane Festival. The show is going to RPAC in a couple of weeks' time and I think it's got a pretty busy touring schedule next year. Mm. I think that for a project that embodies what it's trying to do in how it's done it, that's a a really inspiring piece. Yeah, it sounds like a a wonderful and hugely inclusive example, Robert. So that's great. Look, let's finish off then with, with some books or resources, blogs, <laughs> podcasts. What are those things that you recommend to our listeners? That's a terrifying question. <laughs> um, look, at the moment, I think anything that makes you happy. I've got a giant back catalogue of Gardening Australia magazines and, and that's what I'm getting into at the moment. I'm all about unhooking my brain when it comes <laughs> to reading a podcast. Yep. But that's probably not hugely helpful. I have a seven-year-old and where we've got a very small garden bed that's alive and a very large garden bed that's dead. Um, <laughs> and we're hopefully slowly trying to move, change the ratio of that. Look, best of luck, not only with your gardening, but with hugely exciting next steps for Flipside as you move towards the launch of this new venue next year, Robert, and wishing you the best of luck. And we'll really look forward to, to following the journey and appreciate you sharing your generous insights and time today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.